0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and this is Ruben. And all right, we just have to talk about trades. The trade deadline is until I think March 25th. Man, I don't know. Some of these trade ideas got me all uh, in my feelings and stuff. Yeah, Bradley Beal. Would you? Do you want Bradley Beal? And what would you give up
1: for him? This is a very deep. This is like a This is a very meta question, right? This is all about, this is really a question about team building, Mm -hmm. right? Do you want, do you want Steph, Clay, Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, maybe if we get to keep them and Bradley Beal all on the same team, or do you want to sort of start, get into the game with the guys that we already have? Like, do you want the 2013, 2014, 2015 Warriors, or do you want the K- KD 2017 2018 Warriors I I would prefer the old school I would prefer to to get go into war with the guys you have I mean this team is really fun to watch this team is actually for me more fun to watch than any of those KD regular season games maybe I took those games for granted but and maybe because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I can't go anywhere but these teams are super fun to watch it's really nice coming in and thinking and um wondering whether or not you're going to win or lose a game versus coming in with the expectation that you're going to win a game and then end up winning or losing, which is essentially sports.
0: Yeah. I come from the attitude. I mean, we've talked about this before, like for, for me, the 2015, the first title was the best, not because it was just the first, but because it was like this, Team that was built pretty much from the ground up. Yeah, there were trades, but like a lot of it was homegrown. The trades were more like um, complementary pieces like Bogut and stuff. But you drafted Steph, you drafted Clay, you drafted Harrison Barnes, you drafted Draymond, uh, you drafted Festus <laughs> and <Seeley. laughs> Um But you know what I mean? Like uh, that's why it's so much more uh, special watching something grow like that. And Beale is a great. Player And he is um, having a great year, but I personally, if it takes giving up James Wiseman and the Minnesota pick, I personally would not do it. I would not be able to forgive. I would have to like just stop watching games because I would not be able to forgive Bob Myers for making that trade. It's also the fact that I've come to terms that after Clay got hurt, we're not going to be contending for a title. I think every rational person knows that, but like you said, you have to have a little bit of perspective on it. And I think that uh, next year to argue that James Wiseman um, isn't going to be in his prime is one thing, but to ignore the fact that he's going to be pretty damn useful and, Uh, I'd like to see how he improves after this season, after a full off season. And then when clay gets back, add some more pieces like, uh, complimentary pieces, whatever. Uh, I just don't think you should throw away the future for, for Bradley Beal. That's just me. You know,
1: I don't want to think rationally right now. I want to think irrationally and who's to say the Warriors can't contend this year. I mean, this year is fucking weird. Last year in the bubble, at least some of it made sense because you're in the bubble. But anything can happen this year. I mean, after watching the Warriors beat the Timberwolves, granted there's two players out in each team, but I mean two players out on the Wolf side, but who's to know that the the Warriors can't be the Miami Heat of this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, you know, LeBron and and uh uh A D could go out with like COVID. Yeah, I mean, sure, who's to say? but you know i i'm taking it for for what it is right now what i see i i still wouldn't give up wiseman and and i wouldn't trade wiseman for beal just on the chance that like hey you don't know who never you don't know someone could like get really sick hey and then there's our path to the title don't want to bank on that i think
1: i think you just sold me with that line that you just said because it's not going to be james wiseman for bradley beal it would be James Wiseman plus the 2021-2022 Minnesota first pick and one of the Warriors' first picks and probably like two or three pick swaps and and some contracts. And so it's going to feel like a lot. If you're already set on keeping John, uh, James Wiseman, then you're not going to want to do this trade. And now that I'm talking about it out loud, I don't know if I'd want to do that either.
0: And they're so focused on defense. Um, I I didn't realize until earlier this off season that Bradley Beal is only six three, and that I don't know. But he plays
1: different. like he's six four, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I play like I'm four eleven.
1: Yeah, there's no way I would do this trade now that I'm thinking about it. I think the the real question is, who do you think, like, what do you think Steph Curry's what he wants and what his legacy? Um, is and what what do you think he wants does he want to go through another sort of bringing in a, a a big big time player like another kd type of bradley beal player to sort of figure out how to share the minutes and share the um the number of shots and do all that stuff and sort of come in with a higher expectation or does he enjoy the level of team building or figuring out himself and building a team around like it's just so fun now watching this team try to figure it out i know warrior fans are upset with steve kerr and his lineups but this is fun to watch like him them trying to figure out every single game this is what it must be like to be a miami heat fan under spolstra right this is just sort of like that kind of territory just being able to watch that like i don't want to come in like what warrior fans just want to trade all the chips in and get bradley beal for two years
0: I mean that's part of the fun of this team, right? It's like you're watching them grow, you know. And to me, uh again as like a fan who's been around for a while, like that to me is more valuable than honestly like getting Beal and trying to coast through uh uh to a you know, to a title. And or when I think about potentially trading for Beal, it freaks me out because I remember all the shit trades from before. We're like there's the player that I want to keep that I think is awesome, and uh, but all of a sudden, like somebody is like, "No, we need so and so, and we need to win now," and then they just kind of give away the future, right? Don Nelson did that a few times. When they traded Sleepy Floyd, I was like for Ralph Sampson and you know other folks, I was like not happy. When they traded Mitch Richmond because you know Billy Owens was going to be a better player, I was not happy. When they traded Penny Hardaway for Chris Weber, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I was a little unhappy. But then when they got rid of Weber, I, I was like, no. So this feels like that to me. I think that the Warriors can still contend uh, next season, moving forward, like with the pieces that they have and adding Clay back and adding some other guys. Uh, and to me, it's like, I mean, you kind of alluded to this about this season, but when I look at the teams that are the best teams in the league right now, the favorites, where you look at the Clippers, the Lakers, um, the Sixers, whomever else, the Nets, to me, none of those teams are like dominant dynasty teams. They're just good teams. They're like, you know, in this era of like, Oh, any team can win it this year. Any of like a handful of teams. So the Warriors don't need to mortgage their future for, you know, to to try to create or recreate some kind of like a four headed monster or four headed super team or whatever uh, they they call it. I look at Lakeup and I'm like, this dude is very much win now. So that's the that's the variable. I'm like, oh gosh, is he just going to tell Bob Myers to pull the trigger? Uh, but I'm sure he must also realize that like he would be relatively set with Wiseman and if we get the number or if we get the Minnesota pick in 2021 for like the next decade in terms of like having star power already built into the team. They've always talked about being Spurs-esque and now they have potential pieces to do that. And then you trade for Beal. Granted, they could say, Hey, Beal's 27. He is like the, the transitional piece. But to me, it's like, I would have to take a break from the podcast if they made that trade.
1: I have a question. Uh, For me, actually, I'm going to make a statement, then you tell me if you agree or not. For me, and granted, this is somebody who's experienced three championships and five NBA finals the past five, four, six years, but one championship right now with this team that's built from the ground up is worth two championships equivalent if we traded for Bradley Beal, like it would just mean more to me. That's my personal feeling. Do you agree with that? Cause I think the 2015, not just the 2015 championship being the first one, but it just felt better than any of the KD championships.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree because yeah, I mean, that's what I said, right? Like we've, we've talked about this, like how the 2015 one was, uh, really just had this air of, uh, uh like it felt like the Giants winning the twenty ten World Series to me.
1: I really feel like it's about team building, right? So there's two different types of teams that are ready for championships right now. There's the Lakers, Clippers, Nets, the ones who have sort of been char- star chasing or traded for the big stars, and then there's a uh, Heat, Nuggets. You can also count Philly and the Celtics too, if you you know depending on how you feel about Kemba and um, any of the other Philly players outside of. Um Embiid and um Ben Simmons, but I prefer the Celtics Heat Nuggets Philly teams rather than the Lakers Clippers Nets. It's just more fun to watch more more easy to root for um, and it doesn't seem like a Frankenstein experiment of like team building,
0: yeah, and that's what I've never liked about the the Lakers like everybody just goes to l a because it's l a and it's kind of a revolving door. I just don't think Beal puts us over the top either, to be honest. We lose something on the defensive end, and um, we lose some height. And then when Clay comes back, it's like, okay, what he plays the three, and then where does Wiggins go? I mean, they'd have to move him.
1: I mean, we could put this in the trade machine, but I just don't see how we keep Wiggins and Clay Thompson. Yeah. During I mean, all this, it's probably two or three moves afterwards. Like it's going to involve trading any of these other players too. It's not going to be the first trade. Is not going to be the final trade. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? Oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out oaklandwarriors.com and use the code podcast at checkout for a 10% discount. I think this conversation would be a lot different if if we had Marquise Chris right now. I really wish we had Marquise. It would relieve some of the pressure off of Wiseman um, just to have another big body in the rotation. But I agree with you. I mean, I feel like we need the the depth in, in the bigs right now, and it's just one more... I mean, Beal adding being added to the backcourt, it just seems like too much. But I guess it's technically working in for the Nets, but I mean, KD can play every single position, including point guard. So that's a little different. Great. Yeah, I guess we're, we are both agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually didn't realize how good Bradley Beal is. I'm going to watch more Bradley Beal games this year because, you know, I know he didn't make the all-star team, right? Last year, even though he had some pretty, pretty good numbers, but... I just don't watch enough East games, I guess. But I was talking to some friends um on the East Coast. And yeah, I mean, he's the real deal. So I don't think it'd be a problem if we had him. I don't think it will guarantee anything considering, you know, the Clippers and the Lakers, but it's not a surefire thing. Um, like getting KD. Exactly. <laughs> but I guess our bar is way too high.
0: I mean, do you think they'll do it? You think they're um I mean, obviously we like you said, we don't know what it would take exactly, but it would include probably Wiseman in the pick. Uh, and I, I was thinking
1: stuff. about that because look at all the last big, all the last big trades, right? Even fucking, even if you throw in uh, the Bledsoe, um, Drew Holiday trade, I mean, the bar is pretty high right now. Yeah, like AD Harden. I mean, we're talking two live bodies, three or four draft picks, and like three pick swaps.
0: Yeah, that's why it's going to make do the Chris
1: Webber trade the Chris Eddie the Chris Webber or or googly Hotted trades just feel like uh, second round picks. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, that's but, why I, I don't like it, you know, but do you think they're going to try to pull it off? I mean, do you think they want to give up Wiseman and uh, in some package for Beal?
1: I don't think so because I feel like there's way too much overlap between Beal and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Mm -hmm. Like that's my gut feeling. Like I can't imagine being a Clay Thompson or Steph Curry and saying, we need a Bradley Beal. Like if I were to describe my, the perfect running mate right now, it would be James Wiseman six years from now. The problem is the six years from now.
0: Yeah. But again, like, the James Wiseman a year from now, I think will be really, really <laughs> helpful to them. The Marquise Chris a year from now, and then Clay Thompson a year from now, you know, maybe at that point they can entice a ring chaser, you know, uh, some kind of like David West
1: type, you know, what's weird is like, if we're talking about age, right. Everyone's talking about how Wiseman is only 19 in his timeline is totally different than Steph Curry. And then we talk about Alonzo Ball who's like so old and we know what his ceiling is and he's 23. like mm-hmm. there's a big difference between 19 and 23. and people think it's a switch that you turn on. Weisman's gonna be bad, is bad right now and is gonna be suddenly good in four years. I think an inc- incremental um, upgrade in his game between now and next year is gonna be great. and then a year after that, a year before that and after that,
0: I mean, they said that the the Warriors said, like, they needed size, right? And if they lose Wiseman, like, what do they have in the middle, you know? Like, they don't have Marquise Chris, at least for a couple more months at best. And he wasn't starting level quality either. Uh, Looney, I mean, that guy, I love him, but he can't do more than 20 minutes a game night to night, especially on a compacted schedule. I don't think they would do it if it was somebody a level up from Bradley Beal, then that's a different conversation. Beal. I mean, I don't see that guy guarding any
1: forwards anytime soon. I mean, who is a level, a level up from him at his size or his position even. I mean, who is it? Because everybody that's a level up from Beal right now is a different, different position. Right. It's an AD that we would want. It's a KD that we would want. Yeah. It's a LeBron. It's not another shooting guard.
0: Hopefully people are just bringing up the Warriors because they have the the assets, you know, or like the, uh, they have Wiseman, they have the pick.
1: Let's make that clear. The Warriors have the best assets in the league right now that yeah. haven't been traded. I mean, as a, as a
0: Warriors fan, I always talk about hope, right? And it's like the idea that I hope that we get maybe Jalen Suggs or Jonathan Kaminga or Jalen Green and we add him to a, a, young, young core of uh future core of with James Wiseman um, and Nico Mannion. <laughs> um, that to me, like gives me hope for moving forward. Like I don't want to trade those assets potentially for Bradley Beal. I, it's just not my thing. And like if Bradley Beal becomes in a couple of years, like the center of your team, your focus of your offense, I mean, is that really
1: what you want? There's a difference between Warriors hope and, and Celtics hope, right? Because if you think about all the assets that the Celtics have been saving up and they haven't really been able to use it that well because those picks haven't been in the top five, right? Other than, I mean, J- Jason Tatum and, and Jalen, um, um, but the Warriors have really high picks coming up and have a high pick in James Weissman. Like this isn't hope. Like these are... Probably I don't want to jinx it, but they're pretty much guaranteed. Like we know who the top players are in the 2021 and 2022 draft. <laughs> Where this is this is a Chet Holmgren podcast, by the way. <laughs> so don't, don't talk to the Chet Holmgren. Yeah, we know it. This is not like a bunch of first round picks from nine through fifteen. These are some good assets. That's what makes this a lot different than any other team with any other assets. The difference between. What we have versus all of the picks that the Pelicans have and all the picks that OKC has is we know what number it's going to be, and it's going to be better than any of those assets.
0: I'm very curious to see if these rumors grow and how the Warriors handle them, uh, how Wiseman handles them, because if the Ubre stuff was like a day and a half and that bugged him, um, if this is going to be like something... In a good way, be- though. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, been yeah, a good way sure. he came
1: out with career games.
0: Yeah, I mean like why can he not do that every game? Um
1: can we just have Uber on the tra- on the trading block like every single day? Yeah, That'll let's awesome. start
0: a new rumor like every day. Let's uh, just become uh, – I'm going to turn Oakland Warriors into like the Warriors version of Bleacher Report. Just just that. Um but you know what I'm saying like can you imagine from now to 25th of March if they don't really uh kind of squash it? Then, is that? I mean, Wiseman seems like a sensitive kid. You know what I mean? Like that'll that might mess with his head. But we'll see. Because I guarantee you, if he goes to to uh, Washington, his career trajectory changes so much. He's gonna be playing next to Westbrook. Who else? Who else is going to like mentor him or guide him?
1: His ceiling will be JaVel McGee.
0: Yeah. Or then he actually turns into like, what's his name? DeAndre Jordan or something.
1: <laughs> Luckily, this is only going to happen with Beal. Like there's no other name that's going to put Weisman on the trading block. Yeah. Um, but back to Oubre just for one second is Bob Myers is going to get an asset out of Oubre. Like Oubre is not going to finish playing for the Warriors in the playoffs and then just pick a different team next year. Like if, if he gets a sense of what he wants to do, he's going to get traded before the deadline to get an asset, just like we did with Glenn Robinson, the third Alec Burke, all those guys last year. Like it's going to be an asset that gets traded. He's not just going to, I mean, they come here and they get some playing time and they learn a lot and then, then their value goes up and then they get traded. They're just not here to learn and then just pick a different team next year in free agency.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ubre playing well shows that he doesn't want to get traded. But it also makes him more of a desirable asset.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome.
0: I would rather have, i uh, rather trade Ubre for Lonzo and keep Wiseman. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: But Lonzo is the same thing. I mean, Lonzo. If we traded for Lonzo, then he's going to be traded in a sign and trade for next year, which whatever team he picks. Like, what's the point of trading for him for a few weeks in a year that we're not favored for the championship?
0: I mean, in a way, we're lucky that we're not close, you know what I mean? Like if we were say maybe in the uh I don't know, the nuggets range in the standings or like just there and a Bradley Beal would put us over the top, that'd be like a whole different ball game, you know? But right now it's like we're hoping to get into the playoffs and Beal he doesn't give us a championship. He doesn't. I don't think so at all. Last question on this. What do you say to people who say oh, you got to trade for Beal. You are wasting a year of Steph's prime. You're wasting his prime and Draymond's prime.
1: Um, I would say that two years of Beal uh, might be during Steph's prime, but I'm assuming Steph plays until he's 37, which means you're going to fuck up his last three years. So it depends on how, I mean, uh, RIP Kobe, but did you enjoy Kobe's last two years? Like imagine if that team was still relevant for the last five years of Kobe's career versus... You know how bad it was the last two years.
0: Yeah, again, I just go back to all the the long term want to be like the Spurs talk, and I just don't see them making that move in a year where it's not like a sure thing. Like you make this move, you you get rid of like this uh, potential perennial All Star uh, for a guy who's not going to put you over the top.
1: I love the Spurs comp because I love their continuity, but I don't like the fact that they never trade. I mean, the Spurs never, ever, ever, ever trade. And so that's why they never come up in any rumors. They just never fucking trade unless it's like, you know, winning the trade between George Hill and Kawhi, but then completely losing it between Kawhi for DeMar. Yeah. Uh, And so in some ways, I appreciate that. But if the Warriors do want to keep Uh, with the spurs ethos then yeah don't don't trade all your chips for a rental um but also trade (laughs) if necessary (laughs) otherwise it's no fun if they make this trade
0: man if they if they find a way to get rid of wiseman and the the minnesota pick for beal it's gonna be tough in like a few years (laughs) potentially all right well we shall see what happens with all this Bob Myers don't do it and um anyway that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and check us out on twitter at Oakland Warriors and check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and also tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to listen that's it music in this episode provided by Paper Sun special thanks to Paul Mardo for production support see you next time